0: Thursday, February 2nd, 2012, and this is Radio Wave.
1: the Medge Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. Michigan Court protects Christians. A judge in Detroit, Michigan, recently dealt a blow to the nearby city of Dearborn in a ruling whereby he awarded attorney's fees of $100,000 to the law firm representing Christian pastor George Sage, who was arrested in 2009 when he attempted to hand out Christian tracts at the city's Arab Fest that year. Sage's attorneys stated, quote, Dearborn has a long record of this kind of illegal, heavy-handed treatment of Christians as an attempt to placate Dearborn's Sharia faithful. The court's ruling today demonstrates that this kind of behavior will come at great cost. Our Lady said on November 25, 1997, Dear children, today I invite you to comprehend your Christian vocation. Little children, I led and am leading you through this time of grace that you may become conscious of your Christian vocation. Holy martyrs died witnessing. I am a Christian and love God over everything. Little children, today also I invite you to rejoice and be joyful Christians, responsible and conscious that God called you in a special way to be joyfully extended hands and that through the example of your life, they may receive faith and love for God. Scientists create human brain cells. The Edinburgh scientists, those who successfully cloned Dolly the sheep almost 16 years ago, using the same technology, have now begun to create brain tissue from patients suffering from mental illnesses. The technology involves taking cells from a scrap of skin, making stem cells from this scrap, and then directing these stem cells to grow into brain cells identical to those found in the patient's brain. The scientists plan to study the new brain cells in order to study the neurological secrets of various mental conditions. Our Lady said on June 2nd, 2011, with an open heart, sincerely ask yourselves if you want the living God or do you want to eliminate him and live as you want? Look around you, my children, and see where the world is going, the world that thinks of doing everything without the Father, and which wanders in the darkness of temptation. This is the Medge Network Information Service. Sir Fred Goodwin Stripped of His Knighthood For his role in the creation of the biggest recession since World War II, Fred Goodwin former chief executive of the Royal Bank of Scotland, was recently stripped of his knighthood by the Queen of England, who alone has the authority to rescind the honour of knighthood. Interestingly, the knighthood had been given to Goodwin by the last Labour government in 2004 for his services to banking the Queen's action resulted in numerous calls from the public and within government for the same action to be meted out upon other high-level individuals who engaged in highly irresponsible financial behavior. Our Lady said on May 2, 2011, With my motherly love, I desire to help you to be free of the dirtiness of the past and to begin to live anew and differently. Along with confession of sins, renounce everything that has distanced you from my Son and that has made your life empty and unsuccessful. University on Trial for Intolerance of Christianity. The Sixth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has ordered a trial at the district level for an Eastern Michigan University graduate student who was dismissed from her program for requesting that a client with lifestyle issues be referred to another counselor because, as a Christian, she could not affirm that lifestyle choice. In siding with the student, court judges noted that the school's own practices, in fact, permitted such referrals and stated, quote, Tolerance is a two-way street. Otherwise, the rule mandates orthodoxy, not anti-discrimination. Unquote. Our Lady said on March twenty-fifth, two 2010, Also today, I desire to call you all to be strong in prayer and in the moments when trials attack you. Live your Christian vocation in joy and humility and witness to everyone. This is the Medge Network Information Service. Navy SEALS RESCUE SOMALI HOSTAGES On January 24th, U.S. Navy SEALS executed a daring rescue from Somali pirates, parachuting in under the cover of darkness and killing the nine gunmen who held the hostages captive. American aid worker Jessica Buchanan and her Danish colleague, who were taken hostage in October of last year, were flown to safety after the raid. Our Lady said on January 2nd, 2012, God the Father never leaves His children alone, especially not in pain and despair. When you comprehend and accept this, you will be happy. Your search will end. You will love and you will not be afraid. Your life will be hope and truth, which is my Son. California Running Out of Cash According to a recent letter from John Chiang, California's financial controller to state lawmakers, California will run out of cash by early March if the state does not take quick action to come up with $3.3 billion through payment delays and borrowing. It was previously thought the state had enough cash to last through its fiscal year ending in June, but eroding state tax income and increased spending have put California in financial jeopardy. Our Lady said on October 2, 2011, My children, do not give in to temptations that want to separate you from God the Father. Pray, do not attempt to have families and societies without Him. And she also said on March 2, 2011, My motherly heart suffers tremendously as I look at my children who persistently put what is human before what is of God. At my children, who, despite everything that surrounds them and despite all the signs that are sent to them, think they can walk without my son. They cannot. From the Medj Network Information Service, I'm Robert
2: John. This is Medjagoria.com. Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Undeniable.
0: Unstoppable. No one on earth will escape it. Changing the course of history till the last man walks the earth never has the world seen before and once gone never will they see again medjugorje the apparitions of the virgin mary the queen of peace the final call to conversion and the last apparitions on earth medjugorje the fulfillment of all marian apparitions a booklet by a friend of Mejigoria, available from Caritas of Birmingham. Order on medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot and click on MEGMART or call in the U.S., 205-672-2000. Medjugorje, the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions. Listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Megigoria.
3: Our lady's message today is one of intrigue, mystery, all, and yet always significant. It's hard to believe that we're getting this kind of news from heaven. We don't give you the information network news to give you news. We do that to give you an example of how to look at the news. In other words, we know you can find out all that information you just heard. Its purpose, though, is to apply everything you hear, see, and read, everything that affects you throughout the day, to put the message on top of that and see what view you should have. And that's why Lady's coming. She wants us to understand where the world's going to. She wants us to look at things and the issues of the days, the day, the things that are relevant to our lives, and put the message to learn how to discern it. But not only to discern it, but how to interpret that issue. And once you interpret the decisions you make according to that issue, and I don't mean politics and deciding this or that or this candidate or this situation or what I should do, but everything. The message's purpose are for everything in life. Whatever you see, hear, read, experience, or it happens to you. These messages are the walk from this point forward to the end of the world to help modern man know how to navigate through this period of modernism that's leading us astray, through the time of the Antichrist, to meet Jesus face to face. There will be Christians. When Jesus comes back in glory, That will be at that moment clinging to those words of Our Lady and also how the apostles transmitted those words and how they lived them and incorporated into their life. As the early Christians lived Jesus' words and we look back and we read about that and we hear it in the readings to learn what they did, how they lived, what they experienced, the hardships, persecution, their failures, their sins, their grace, how they won the race, That they have a good, good fight. Saint Paul says, "I had a good, I, I fought a good fight, a good race." His intentions were to show he's done all he could to incorporate that which Jesus showed him, and what he learned from the apostles themselves to become also a super apostle. We're in a, a wondrous time. A time that we're not getting into enough, and our lady's messages today, our message shows that that we're still not paying attention. We're still not looking at the world in the proper way, and we still clinging to the hope of the world. Untie a boat at a dock. Put one foot on the dock and one foot on the boat. Let your legs spread a little bit. Don't use your hands. What's going to happen? you got to jump to one side or the other. Our Lady's messages are trying to make us to be on land, on solid ground, on the dock. The others fall into the middle, and many are. She's your safety. Her words are your life. Are you paying attention to them? We have Ruth in the studio today, taking up for Joan, so she'll be covering our messages and any other conversations.
4: Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's February 2nd, 2012 message given to Mariana on the Day for Nonbelievers. Dear children, I am with you for so much time, and already for so long, I've been pointing you to God's presence and His infinite love which I desire for all of you to come to know. And you, my children, you continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you, and you do not want to see where it is going without my Son. You are renouncing him, and he is the source of all graces. You listen to me while I am speaking to you, but your hearts are closed, and you are not hearing me. You are not praying to the Holy Spirit to illuminate you. My children, pride has come to rule. I am pointing out humility to you. My children, remember that only a humble soul shines with purity and beauty because it has come to know the love of God. Only a humble soul becomes heaven because my Son is in it. Thank you. Again, I implore you to pray for those whom my son has chosen. Those are your shepherds.
3: Incredible words that these next weeks and months should cause a reflection on. Years ago, Mariana had her March 18th apparition. Our lady said in that message, she says, Today, I want you to reflect a long time on my words. I think it's safe to say with this message, we need to reflect a long time on what was just said and what it read and what I said earlier. She says, I have been pointing to you, or rather pointing you to God's presence and His infinite love, which I desire for all of you to come to know. And you, my children, question. It's not a statement. It's a question mark behind it. When she told Mariana this, and you, my children, question. Then she gives the answer. You continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you, and do not want to see where it is going. Are you still clinging? Will recover? We will change? If something is going, that means it's going a certain direction. And where it's going, if it's a positive, you'll want to continue. But if it's going with there's a negative, you won't want to do that. Our lady didn't add the words, maybe it's going, or perhaps it's going, or perhaps you can change it around. It's going. What is going? The world. How come you don't see it? She says, because you're deaf. Because you're blind. I'm saying you because she says you. People say, well, you're always saying you. What about you, Me. Well, we're in community. We're constantly praying. We're always seeing these things. We're praying not to be deaf. We've incorporated. We did what all these messages said. Transform my, read every day my messages and transform them into life. We're sinners, perhaps even greater than anyone else out there because we live a grace. of being asked to be and called into being. Even in 1986, all they saying live in humility, personal message through Maria. We don't want to go the way the world's going. We've opted out. People say, well, you can't just opt out. Well, yes, you can. That's what she's teaching, to change the direction of your life. Very few people up to now has done that. They don't have the courage. And they're Selfish. Our lady says she wants prayer groups all over the whole world. What does that mean? You start a prayer group, you establish a prayer group, it draws like a magnet different people. Some will fall away, but if you continue and you pray, and you continue and you pray, and you continue and pray, you become a community. Our lady's trying to build communities like the early church. But selfishness blocks a lot of them from going into completeness and the fullness of what she desires. Into a way of life. Why? Because there's a requirement to go into community that you lose a little independence. You lose some of your personal autonomy. We can't do what we want to do in the way we live here. We're not free to do that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be a community. We're not a Catholic neighborhood, we're not a Christian neighborhood. We're a binding community. Diversity wants to teach something separate. Everybody can be individualistic. This is not oneness. God calls us to be one. And he says in the scriptures, Jesus says, Make my joy complete. Be of one mind, one heart. Our lady told us October 31st, what year was that, Ruth? When she gave us a personal message.
4: Was it ninety-seven?
3: Ninety-seven. She said, "I want you to be Jesus's joy." Direct message for the community. Yes, we're privileged. We don't deserve it. But for our lady who said that. What does she mean by that? I want you to be one. We go to the scriptures to find that. One heart, one mind. Jesus said, or our lady said, rather the words, "I want you." to be Jesus's joy. Many people have converted to this mission. This is a mission? It's a dead thing. As missions have life, missions that are dead, even though they operate and continue. What makes it have life, life is community. And to be in community, you do give up some autonomy. You do give up some of your independence. And that's why it's not going wide open right now. Everybody comes to us. Oh, I want a community. I want a start community. I want to to community. But they're not willing to make the sacrifices. That's the difference. And so people cling to the hope that they want to live it in the way they want to, a Catholic neighborhood. But I still want my own autonomy. I want to be free. We're free here. When we gave up our independence, we gave up our autonomy to a degree. Not fully. We still have a lot of autonomy and a lot of independence. We're actually more free. We live within certain perimeters. Those perimeters give us the freedom If our heads not like a cow sticking out through the fence looking at the other pasture thinking it's greener. We've got a huge pasture. A lot of grass in it. A lot of joys. But do people want it? No. You continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you. And do not want to see where it is going. I read it just like that before. But I didn't finish the sentence. Which way is it going? She adds, where is going without my son? And you're hoping for recoveries. You're hoping to go back to life as it was. Is going to a life without her son. Who wants to be a part of that? You better opt out. You better start thinking, how can I be disconnected as much as possible? And perhaps with Our Lady, it's enough to have a great desire and you can't if you come completely, but there are a lot of people who can make more moves than what they're making. One great significant thing with this message, and our first time I read it, it struck me, that what Our Lady's doing Is making even a bigger statement with this statement. She says, "And you, my children, you continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you, and you do not want to see where it is going, without my son. And you, my children, that question, as a reprimand. Did you see what's missing in that? Everybody's Our Lady's children." but the one she's fond of is little children. She didn't say my little children, and you my children, you continue to be deaf. There's a lot of wild children out there, and they grow up to be adults, it's not so nice, not so pure, But if you're little children, if you're innocent, you're like the angels, it's humility. You're her little children. Do you think when you read in the book of John, when John says in the scriptures, who was given at the foot of the cross, Jesus' mother, woman, behold thy son, and he took care of her, you think that what he wrote in scriptures wasn't some of her verbiage. We hear it today when she says little children. John writes in his book, little children talking to us 2,000 years later. Where did he get that? Where did he hear that? From the mother herself. Imagine 2,000 years ago reading John in scripture saying little children. And the day our lady says little children. And the day she said, and you my children questioning us you're not being little children you're a little beast actually just like someone you might see that says this is a brat the arrogance we see some of our community kids sometimes dress up at two years three years old think they're just decked out so so good looking and they look so goofy clothes mismatch when they dress themselves or do something like that they don't even know they don't look like we should be dressing. They think they look good. But that's humility, and that's innocence. And perhaps that's what's wrong. We're not around little children enough to see what it means to be a little child. What does it mean? What is Our Lady saying to us, my little children?
5: I can remember when You fit in the palm of my hand You felt so good in it No bigger than a minute How it amazes me You're changing with every blink Faster than a flower blooms They grow up all too soon So let them be Cause they're only that way for a while Give them hope, give them praise Give them love every day Let them cry, let them giggle Let them sleep in the middle Oh, but let them be Never felt so much in one little tender touch I live for those kisses, your prayers and your wishes, and now you're teaching me how only a child can see tonight while we're on our knees. All I ask is please let them. they all-
4: The feedback this afternoon that um, from a window from houston texas and he asks dear friend of medjugorje this february 2nd message to mariana seems more stern than most messages when our lady says you is she addressing the visionaries personally or does she mean the whole world it is easy to see that the whole world fits in this admonishment in general any light you can shed on this would be appreciated
3: well, that should be answered in two, three stages. First of all, is she speaking to the visionaries? Of course she is. But at the same time, you have a right to that message equally than the visionary. They cannot withhold this from you. unless, of course, how he says it. But the second of the month and the 25th messages, they don't have the authority to withhold it. They don't have the authority to to um, stomp it. And they don't. But Maria and Mariana get, get it out, in other no words, what's being said is uh, uh, and include even any in in the other six visionaries, is equally for them as it is equally for us. They're the vessels that transmit that. never have we had in the history of the world something so clear. They're not interpreting something, they are given something, and they repeat it Maria repeats only exactly what he says. These messages are so serious for the future of the world, and the degree of illumination from the Holy Spirit that I might receive from something or you might receive, it's not the same way. They're literally spoken words that they literally can remember and write them down. You read one time this message of Marianas today, put it down, go get a blank sheet of paper and write it down. Can you do that? No, you won't do that. And even if you've got an excellent memory, you won't get it right. Our Lady is still with them when they're writing this down. A few hours later, Maria can't repeat it. I've gone to Maria and said, well, I said this today. And she said, no, she said, I said, yeah. I had to show it to her. So they're given an extraordinary grace to remember that, but we tend to want to think it's for them more than us. If anything, because they see Our Lady, the power of it, they're privileged with that, but they have a lot of crosses with it too. We have as much right, even maybe more, because we need more from it. And so it's important to understand that these aren't some privileged thing for the visionaries because of who they were. They were typical people just like listening to this show or out there or us here that just happened to have the great gift of seeing the Virgin Mary but I took them to get them on the walk toward sanctity and living holy to show that you too can do the same thing. They have struggles just like everybody else. So we should never think that they have some ownership of these messages. They do not have ownership to it. No one does. These are messages given to the world and everyone has an equal right to them. And because of that, we have an equal responsibility to act on them. So, when the question that's asked there, are they for them or for us? It is for the whole world. And it's not in general, it's for me individually. And also for the issues of the day that's relevant be there three issues throughout the day or not. Ten issues that day is relevant to everything that's happening in the world today, every single thing. And so, the questioner says, our lady message, lady's message today seems more stern. I think I could take the liberty to say a little bit that where he picked that up at is that he says, you, you, my children, you continue. You are renouncing him. You are not praying. I'm pointing out humility to you. for all of you to come to know. There's some people who say, and say you, they say, don't call me you. They don't like it. They'll I'm ready to fight you for it. Now, ladies, not saying this with meanness. She's not saying this in any way other than to show us and reprimand us. But it does have significance. I think the, the, the big significant thing here is the question she asked today. And you, my children. Not calling us little. I think that's a big, significant statement. Something to ponder. You are renouncing him, and he is the source of our graces. And we're putting our equal platform, both in our laws, our culture, our ways, and a world that knew Christianity that didn't do that, all other religions. Or is it that we were supposed to witness to the ends of the earth our Savior? That we think we've got to have equal time for other gods, other religions. We're to respect people of other beliefs. Because even some of the pagan things that people do, as it says, love thy neighbor, that's our truth. If they got that truth, they got some truth of God in what they do. In the point man got it talks about Jesus says that even the pagans who whose ignorance is such that they worship trees are more devoted and have more devotion than many Christians in what they do and they'll actually be judged in that capacity of their knowledge and ignorance less severe than we will It's a lot to ponder because here it is, our lady's not talking to people who don't believe. She says, you, who's reading this today? Is me. I'm the you. You're the you. So we should feel indicted about this. And we should think there's some great significance to this in regards to what our lady's saying. It's a very disconcerting message. Because you are renouncing him, and yet he's the source of all graces. And this, I think, is important to connotate that we're all wanting to put everything else equal to Jesus, that they may be a source of grace or the prophets or the gods. You listen to me while I'm speaking to you, but your hearts are closed and you're not hearing me. You are not hearing me. So we speak this way. Who want to talk. We listen and we go, oh, how wonderful, what a beautiful thing. And then we go on about our way, the way of the world, because we're blind to its path without Jesus.
2: This year, why not visit the village that is changing the entire world? medjugorje think about it if you could combine every single event for the past 26 years that occurred in washington dc new york paris london and every other place in the world it would be dwarfed by the event of one single day in medjugorje the blessed mother mary mother of christ comes to the earth blesses the whole world with her presence and speaks to heal a broken world with advising words which she says are conveyed directly from God you can be a part of one of the most important events in the history of creation pilgrimage to Majigoria, and you will obtain everything and more of what your heart longs for call 205 672 2000 Extension 218.
0: You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje.
4: In today's message, Our Lady said that, My children, pride has come to rule, and I am pointing out humility to you. What does Our Lady tell us in past messages of how to live the humility that she's pointing out to us?
3: Often she's talked to us about humility. On November 25th, 1990, she says, All that you do for others, do it with great joy and humility towards God. Today we think we're God. We can cure everything, we can do everything, we can make everything. And we've grown in pride we greatly increased in knowledge and we become stupid at the same time. We think we know more than people did 400 years ago. I would dare say the people Jesus went to, the people he spoke to, the people he chose, were far smarter than we are today. We know a bunch of facts. We know things they didn't know. But is that smart? No. If you read all these messages, you get smart. We had a girl here, a, uh, a reporter here, seven, eight months back. We're sitting at the kitchen table, and she asked me several questions. And I answered them in the messages, through the messages. And she was, she was nagging me. Even some of the community people got aggravated with the way she was hammering me. And I just came back with her, you know, being a reporter, with answers from her lady's messages. And she just sat there stunned for a second and says, you're smart, you know. No, I'm not smart. I'm reading the messages. A lady's smart. That's wisdom. We think man's smart today. He's not. He's really dumbed down. Actually, he says you're deaf and blind. We're not going to add the words "dumb" because "dumb" means you can't talk. It's not my words, just in a message. You continue to be deaf and blind as you look around the world. And you do not want to see where it is going without my son. April 25, 2004. I call you to live my messages even more strongly in humility and love so that the Holy Spirit may fill you with His grace and strength. You can't get smart if you don't live in humility because the Holy Spirit can't work through you. He can't speak. He can't put words on your tongues. The scripture says, do not worry about what you're to say. I will give you the words. When you're held before the assembly, I don't have to worry about what I was saying to this reporter. The Holy Spirit will give you the words for it. i you got to trust. You don't have to even think about the strategies of this or this scenario. Just know the messages and you'll know the answer. It's really that simple. But look at Our Lady, look at the way. Simplicity. Have you seen her messages don't have all this theological, high-minded thought? You don't have to dig your way and say, what is she saying? In fact, it's so simple that people don't get it. They're just the opposite of being intellectual. They're simple. And because they're simple, they're profoundly intellectual, profoundly deep. You can write a whole thesis on one message. We can do a whole hour show on one message and continue every day for a year on that message. So Mary had Jesus. What does Jesus refer to? A lamb. That's real simple and not real complex. You define Jesus, what does the scripture say is he's the lamb of God. Well, Jesus is this and he's that and and we can go on for days with high-minded to talk about Jesus what did she wanted to find the first day of the apparition? He's the little lamb. What was she doing when the visionaries first saw him? She opened and closed a little blanket over the top of Jesus' face. Signifying to Jesus, on the feast of John the Baptist, who proclaimed the coming Messiah, Our lady comes and proclaims she's bringing us the little lamb, Jesus. We've forgotten this humility, this purity of what happened in Bethlehem. Perhaps we should start reflecting on it, think about it, and contemplate it a little more.
6: Oh
4: And also, this message, Our Lady tells us, "Remember that only a humble soul shines with purity and beauty because it has come to know the love of God." Would you say that, especially in beginning to live Our Lady's messages—the four basic messages of prayer, peace, fasting, and penance—that confession is one of the first steps we can make towards living that humi- the humility that Our Lady is seeking?
3: Well until we admit until we confess nothing happens there's no action of god to receive grace you have to be in a, you have to uh to, to receive a grace you have to be in grace to be in grace you have to repent that's what the world needs right now is repentance but it doesn't recognize it's blind and deaf to what it needs to do of course a lot of this is to follow the sabbath the lord's day we haven't lived this and through that we begin to break all the rest of the commandments the rest of the culture does the same thing society crashes because they've attempted to have a society without God. They don't want the commandments. In blind pride, or rather in pride, which scripture says, pride, bri- pride will blind. Pride is very dangerous. You become blind to danger, you don't see where you're headed. Isn't it interesting that they just told us that evil wants to rule? She threw us a curveball who could imagine just a few months later. She said my children pride has come to rue she just told us it wants to rue now. She's given a coronation to it in the world. Pride Has come to true. This is profound stuff This is big stuff This ain't no small matter this is headlines This is relevant to our day. It's relevant to the time our message. This is why the message being delayed was a problem today. These messages have to come instantly and immediately. Because sometimes our is speaking to our day. Our lady was just in Italy today. Isn't it strange that just 20 days or so after the cruise liner sunk there or capsized that our is giving a message like this Pride has come to rule. Incredible words. You don't think there's revelancy today to this capsized ship? Here's what the conversation took place that day. The Italian Coast Guard. Just like I said today, you do this, you do that. The Coast Guard says to the captain, who's in another boat, who's abandoned the ship. This is the transcripts of their conversation that was taped. There are people trapped on board. Now you go with your boat under the prow and starboard side. There is a pallet lighter ladder. You will climb that ladder and go on board. You'll go on board and then you'll tell me how many people are there. Is that clear? I'm recording this conversation, Commander. Isn't that lady, our lady saying the same thing? You must do this. You must get on board. Even though everything is capsizing, that's the place, that's your responsibility. The commander responds, or uh, the captain of the ship responds, Commander, let me tell you one thing. The Coast Guard commander says, Speak up. Put your hand in front of the microphone and speak loudly. Is that clear? The captain says, "In this moment the boat is tipped, tipping." There Coast Guards or the, the Navy Coast Guard says, "I'm understanding that there are people on the boat coming down the pallet lighter ladder, ladder or the prow. You go up that ladder, get on that ship and tell me how many people are still on board, and what they need is that clear. You need to tell me if there's children, women, or people in need of assistance. And tell me the exact number of each of these categories. Is that clear? Listen, Captain, that you saved yourself from the sea, but I'm going to, and he goes into some things that can't be repeated, I'm going to make sure you're getting in trouble. I'm going to make sure you pay for this. Go on board. The Coast Guard's hollering at him. The captain says in response, Commander, Please. Isn't this what our lady's doing? She's trying to get us to understand. And we want to go on our way. Our lady's saying, I'm trying to intercept you from the way the world's going. You might see to get out of the world in the way, maybe on a capsized ship. His safety, his reputation depended on that. His life would have been saved and other people would have been saved if it stayed on there. What's going down is his whole reputation and his whole life. And yet he's on a rescue boat. The conversation continues. The coast guard says, "No, please. You now get on board." They're telling me that on board there are still and the captain interrupts and says, "I am here." And that's strange. Our lady tells us, "Often I'm here." But also we have the situation of people that's not with the lady and said i'm here you're over there all right he says i'm here when all they come to the field she says i'm here but this captain off the boat says i'm here with the rescue boats i am here i'm not going anywhere i'm here is that what the world and the children keep saying we want our world we want it to be here we want it to continue the coast guard res- responds all right what are you doing commander The captain says, I am here to coordinate the rescue. The Italian Coast Guard responds, what are you doing? What are you coordinating there? Go on board. Coordinate the rescue from the board of the ship. Are you refusing? The captain says, no, I'm not refusing. The Coast Guard, are you refusing to go on board, commander? Or the captain, can you tell me the reason why you're not going? The captain says, I'm not going because this lifeboat is stopped. The Coast Guard says, "You go on board. It is an order. Don't make any more excuses. You've declared an abandoned ship. Now I'm in charge. You go on board. Is that clear? Do you hear me? Go and call me when you are on board. My air rescue crew is here." The captain responds, "Where are your rescuers?" The Coast Guard says, "My air rescue is on the prow. Go. They're ready. Already bodies." The captain responds, "How many are there?" Coast Guard says, I don't know. I've heard of one. You are the one, you're the one who's to tell me how many there are. And then the captain responds, But do you realize it's dark and we can't see anything? Amazing. Our lady's using something so revelant that the words of this captain is saying our message. Do you realize we're blind? Our lady says, as you look around the world? His world, he's blind. He's dark. He's scared of the dark. And we're all walking in darkness. The Coast Guard responds And so what? You want to go home, Captain? It is dark and you want to go home? Get on the prow of that boat, using the pilot ladder, and tell me what can be done, how many people there are, and what the needs are now. And the Coast Guard is very angry at this point. If you've listened to the, manuscript, the tape, he's hollering. He's very upset. The captain responds, I'm with my second in command. The Coast Guard responds, So both of you get up there then. You and your second go on board. Is that clear? The captain says, I want to go on board, but it's simply that the other boats here, they are, are the rescuers. It has stopped and is waiting. The Coast Guard responds, It has been an hour that you've been telling me the same thing. Now go on board. Go on board. And then tell me immediately how many people there are. The captain says, okay. The Coast Guard ends and says, go immediately. What does the captain do? He leaves. He goes to the island. He gets arrested. So what does this tell us? It tells us many things. This man wanted to be the captain. He wanted to command a ship. He turns off his navigator, navigation, and in his pride, he wants to sail next to an island. He wants to toy with the earth and the glamour and the ego and pride. Look what I can do to show off to some of his people on the boat and the people on the island how close he can get this ship to it. 100% pride. How relevant it is to our lady's message today about everything in the world. This might, this great ship sunk because of pride and ego. And it doesn't stop there. For one hour, he doesn't call for people to abandon the ship. He just announces on there that they've got a problem with electricity. That would have saved all those lives that died if he would have said, abandon the ship now. Instead, Remarkably, with the woman inside up there in the captain's quarters, or not quarters, but where the ship's guided from with others, he orders dinner. An incredible thing. So the cook's relays, if you read the transcripts, that this guy, the cook, the, sh- the captain's cook, is making dinner for this guy, and he knew something was really wrong with the ship because all the pots and pans had fallen off the cap has dinner with this woman. All the while this thing's listing. And then after that, he gets off of it. See, he wanted to be in command before the glory. But he didn't want the responsibility. He wanted to be in charge. And he turns off the navigation equipment. He wanted to set his own course. We're turning off our lady. We don't want to hear what she's got to say. We're deaf to her. We listen to her speak. We hear the announcements. But our hearts are closed because we want our way. We want our own path. And we're sinking. Our lady is our ship. She is the great ark. Like the great cruise ship. When we turn off the compass, we choose not to live messages. We turn away from our duty. Choose not to answer our call. When we do not follow God's commandments, especially the Lord's day, in our ship, if we deviate, if we choose not to respond to our call and live our messages, the casualty are eternal souls. This is the responsibility of the apostles. We're her apostles. I'm an apostle. You are an apostle. We're the ones listening to her. The captain said, or rather the coast guard told him, you've declared abandon ship. Now I'm in charge. Go on board. Our pride, who we are, what we've done, instead of humility, we can do everything. We can make new cell tissues, brain tissues, as the information network broadcast earlier. Our lady said, February tw- 1985, you have always prayed that I not abandon you. Now I ask you in turn not to abandon me. How many times do we say this is Our Lady? Or rather, how many times do we really say that or listen to Our Lady's call and abandon that? Or is it really her call? The captain says, Okay, Commander, he's going to come back. He'll go back to the ship on his duty, but he doesn't go. What happens? More chaos, more souls die. Our Lady said in 1992, Do not forget your life does not belong to you, but is a gift from which you must bring joy and others lead the to eternal life. This captain forsake his responsibility. And he, through pride, wanted to be fully in charge without submitting to living by the rules. And even the secular... The Secretary reports on it's credible. Incredible. Michael Murphy, National Vice President of the Government Relations for the largest union of maritime merchant officers in the United States. You know what this guy says? The captain committed a mortal sin. Quote, remarkable. He goes on and says, Michael Murphy, I consider that, that to be a mortal sin. He is responsible that this ship, rather his ship, He's responsible for the ship and all that is in it. Leaving his ship and his crew and his passengers is unforgivable. Murphy continued, I sound like I'm coming down hard on him because I am. I don't sanction what this captain did. And so we expect any difference from what a lady's is doing? We expect to be able to be free and just continue following the way as it goes down? Abandon her boat because it's a little bumpy. Everybody could have been rescued if he called for the ship to be abandoned immediately. Abandon this society. Abandon the way it's going. It's not going with that Jesus. You cannot continue to follow it. You cannot continue to be a part of it. But you say, if I do that, what am I going to do? It's going to be better than being in the dark. The rescue boats that the world's offering is not real. This captain went to the priest, and it's interesting that the priest, a Catholic priest, was the last man on the boat. He sat there and prayed in the chapel to save everyone. He made sure everybody was dealt with. He was among the last to be taken off. The shepherd, he stayed with his boat instead of the captain. Our lady's going to bring you through rocky waters. She wants to bring you through to things that are going to be difficult. You may hit a rock, but you stay with the ship. In this case, that's hers. Don't abandon it. And when she says to abandon something, which is the culture as it is in societies, when she says, do not attempt to create societies without God, that means to get away from that. In that case, the captain in his rescue boat, that's not real rescue boat. We think it is, but we're deceived because we're blind through pride. We're not humble. I am pointing out humility to you. My children, remember that only a humble soul shines with purity and beauty because it has come to know the love of God. Only a humble soul becomes heaven. And this correlates with nature and what Our Lady says about nature. A little seed becomes a rose. What is love? How tender is humility? How beautiful it is. Obedience. Stay with the Ten Commandments. Follow that. Does it break your heart? Yeah, it will break your heart. But people are so afraid to die; they never learn to live. Allah wants us to die to ourselves, die to our pride, die to our ego, and through that, we may learn what love is and really how to live the life.
7: Some say, love, it is a razor that leaves your soul to bleed. Some say, love.
3: Sometimes you run aground. It's what you do after that determines your character. When you run aground, you set the course, what you do after that. You choose the path. How will you react? Walk with Our Lady. Your character is formed then, and you'll form others by your witness. Sometimes we don't want to take the responsibility for our actions and how they impact others' lives. But remember the Lamb, the humility of the Lamb. We wish you humility. We love you. We wish you Our Lady. Good night.